0: Hello and welcome to Wizards, Warriors and Words, a fantasy writing advice podcast. My name is Jed Hearn, author of Across the Broken Stars, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, starting with Rob.
2: Hi, I'm Rob J. Hayes, author of Spirits of Vengeance, which at this point will have come out last week. Correct. It's been out for a week. Yes. Um, And this is the hardback, and you should all go and get yourself a hardback because it's gorgeous and it has interior artwork, which is Very cool. Not that I can find the? uh, Oh, there we go. There we
0: go. Rob's just
2: holding up an interior
0: artwork page from the book for our podcast listeners. If you're listening on the podcast, go check out the YouTube channel for the video version of this. Looks amazing, Rob. (laughs) Looks really good. Um, And Mike, we are also joined by Mike. Hi, Mike.
1: Michael R. Fletcher, author of the Manifest Delusion series, The Obsidian Path series, The City of Sacrifice series, and one or two random strange
0: books that nobody reads. Such as The Millennial Manifesto. Yeah. uh,
1: Oh, yeah. Seriously, like three people write that. (laughs) That's your (laughs) equivalent of Rob's uh, drones book. Yeah. Or even Ghosts of Tomorrow. No one really reads that anymore.
2: I've I've got It Takes a Thief to to Catch a Sunrise, which is my steampunk romance thing, which like, yeah, about five people have read
0: it. Dude, that looks (laughs) like it's custom made for everything I'm interested in. Like, does does that have like airships in and stuff? It's the same. Yeah, airships, there's thieves. It's sort of set in like a French sort of setting. It, yes, it's it looks, very
2: much based yeah. on sort of like uh, pre-revolution French. France. Incredible.
0: Like that, yeah, I, I, need to read, I need to read that. I don't know how more people haven't read that. That's like...
2: Everybody that need. needs it's, to it. read it. It's amazing. There's yep. two of them. Uh, and you should all definitely go and read that.
0: And not just read it, but buy copies for 20 of your friends and distribute it to them and create a reading group where you just read this book once a month for the rest of your lives. Um, Any you less than that and buy fresh copies for each reading. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fresh yeah, copies absolutely. for each reading. Yeah, yeah. hundred percent Um do a reading every week if you can. If you're if you're a winner, do a reading every week. If you're a loser, you can just do a reading every month. That's fine. People make their own choices in this life. Um, and speaking of choices, a seamless segue into this episode's topic. Mike, you're talking about uh, some particularly interesting choices that writers have to make along the journey. Yeah. Okay. So um,
1: I, it, it kind of comes from um, the growth of, you know, calling growth, the, the way shit changes. <laughs> um, we probably all started out the same. Uh, there was a point in 2008 where I was like, I'm going to write a book. And so the goal the big goal, because I tried before and failed, was to actually finish a novel. And at that point, that was success. If I wrote a book, I had succeeded. I could dance around laughing at people being like, I'm a writer, even though you know it wasn't published. So I did that. And so there I am sitting with this book that I have written and you know, spent like a year editing. And so I achieved my goal. Great. I'm done. Well, of course not. Like you shift the goalposts, right? So at that point, I'm like, I wrote a book. Clearly, I'm awesome. I will now get an agent for it. Um, you know, so started hunting agents, couldn't get one because the book sucked. Um, spent more time editing, you know, eventually landed the book with a uh, like a Canadian micro press. And so now I, I am a published author, even now, technically. I'm done except of course, you know, I'm not because the goalposts have to move again or otherwise you just stop. Right. So the next book, uh, which was beyond redemption. Um, now I'm like this one, I'm going to get an agent for, you know, this one, like my big goal in life. Like if I can land this with a big five publisher, I have made it, I have achieved everything like beyond my wildest dreams. A couple of years later that happens. Um, and so you have to shift the goalposts again. And I'm just curious how this works, you know, for you guys. It, I, I think that shifting of the goalposts that can continually sort of, you know, like no matter how successful you are, I mean, A, there's always someone more successful, right? Um, but also it's, you're, you're never, you, you kind of can't be happy. You can't be satisfied. Rob, what do you think?
2: Um yeah I agree it's like uh success kind of leads to wanting more success, doesn't it? It's like you can you can sell like a hundred books and then like, next time you' be like, yeah, but what if I sell two hundred and then it it it's one of those things that that it just accumulates and you you always want it to be more you always want it to be better um and that can be a really a really tough thing to come to terms with um, because it's not always going to be the same. It's like you, you can write a book which might do really well, you know sell really well and that's that's success for you. that's like brilliant. It's not just writing a book it's selling well that's great but then you write the next one and maybe it doesn't sell as well and you you know then that feels like a failure. it's not you know you've still written a book you've still published a book that's 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 something there are still people reading it that's a lot but because it hasn't done as well it feels like failure um that's that's one of the things that I struggle with I you know part of my brain always thinks like well each book's going to be more successful than the last because I'll have built a bigger readership or I'll have learned more about how to write so it will be a better book but then it may not do as well it may not hit the right audience or it it, I may not execute it as perfectly as I had the last one so it may not be as good a book or it just may not sell as well and it's a it's a real struggle to figure out where to sort of like where to move the goalpost back to in that sort of sense (laughs)
1: Yeah, moving the goalposts back. Yeah. So the ball
0: which missed the goal post by landing short by 20 meters. Actually, you move the goalpost forward and if <laughs> the goalpost move past the ball, therefore it is a goal.
2: And you're blocked. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I kind of feel like you need to reset the goals with each with each book. You you know, instead of just trying to constantly push it forwards, you need to reset them. Um, and I'm not I don't know. What form that takes exactly—that's still something I'm very much trying to figure out myself. So, but yeah, Yeah. it's a tough one. I think it's so interesting
0: what you just talking about your story, then Mike, because it's like, yeah, wow. Like if a few years ago I had, you know, known that in at this time now I had published three books and that I was writing a game for Choice of Games, I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's like that's everything I've ever wanted. That's like total success, like. I'll be so happy. That's amazing. That's that's incredible. Like that'll be life accomplished. And now that I'm in that point, I'm like, man, I feel like I'm just beginning. Like I feel like there's so many more goals to hit. Like there's so many more different stories to write. And I don't feel successful at all. Whatever that word means. Um, And then I guess the interesting question there is like, will there ever be a point? (laughs) Will there ever be a point where you feel like you've had enough? Um, Mm -hmm. And. Perhaps, perhaps that point comes when you are being able to write full time, making a decent amount of money from it, such to, that you cover everything. But as both of you, I'm sure, have discovered, like that is also not a thing as well. But that's definitely something that I tell myself. I'm like, it's not that I'm unhappy where I'm at at the moment, but I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. when I get to that point where I am writing full time, you know, that's when I'll feel like I've made it as an author. That's when I'll feel successful or whatever even though I, I, I guess I intellectually know that really when I reach that point, it'll just be at the beginning. And then I'll be like, okay, well, I'm looking at, you know, hopefully like another 40, 50 years of doing this thing. Like, how do I, you know, move the goalposts um, for that? And I, I do wonder, do you think it should be something that people think about in terms of trying to reach a state where they are happy with enough? Do you think continual growth like forever is, is good? Like, I'm just curious because I, I definitely, I guess my actions up until this point and probably my belief is that, no, you like just continually try to grow, try to continually work on, on new things and continually develop yourself in that way. But like, it's a biological reality that, that that will not always be the case, right? Like I really like sport C- and, and climbing now. Ridiculous anyway,
2: and yeah.
1: especially something like this. Like it, it's just not going to happen.
2: Exactly. Um, yeah.
1: What I found funny is, um, and I don't know if this is everybody, I'm guessing it probably is. So I keep changing my goals, but I keep changing my goals such that it means I'm failing. So I have never, (laughs) and and never succeed. Because each time I, you know, if I kind of get close to that goal line that I've set for myself, I just move it back for farther. So Mm. I'm like, I'm failing again now. You know, which I guess kind of pushes me to keep going. Um, But like the writing you know for a living uh so for a long time that was like the big dream was like you know I want to not have a day job I want to be writing full-time focusing on books uh as of June this year I started doing that um, and really really all it means is that I can now be super stressed (laughs) uh every time I look at my KDP page and if I see a day where the
0: sales are dropping I'm like
1: it's the end (laughs)
0: uh, how am i gonna make my mortgage payments pull up your wife and you're like all right we're moving out into the streets (laughs) further (laughs) possessions it's gonna find a nice Uh, cardboard box find a nice alley in toronto
1: yeah move cheaply so you know that was that was the goal but now that i'm at least briefly here and like i go into this knowing that like it's entirely possible or in a year or two years or whatever i could end up back in a day job yeah, uh, uh, I would consider a catastrophic failure, and <laughs> uh, you know, probably that's fine, whatever. Um, but now that I'm here, obviously I haven't achieved my goal mm. uh, because the goal has. <laughs> and now it's like you know chasing the sort of um, the myth of some kind of stability, or or just you know more sales, more success, more more readers. Mm. Um, you know, it would be nice to sort of like have an income above and beyond sort of getting by. Yeah. You know, um, it's one thing to go like, okay, I can quit my job now, but that doesn't mean you're like rolling in cash and, you know, it's all huggers
0: and blow. Mm. It's...
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I was wondering I why you had important... a Ferrari parked out the front of your house um, <laughs> when I saw the other day. That was a bit suspicious.
2: I think the uh, the important way... to to look at is it's trying to shift your perspective it's not an all or nothing thing it's not i have either failed or i have passed the goalpost and that's a success it's more like it's more like you're just sort of running a marathon and and there are there are goalposts every mile or whatever um so it's good to set yourself goals um but then you know don't don't move that goal when you you hit it past that goal celebrate the fuck out of that goal but then see that there's another goal further on as well so like then you start running towards that goal I'm using running as an analogy because I've been running and I hate it hey. um so yeah I I think that uh I think that's the way to do it it's it's not an all or nothing. it's not just like I've either succeeded or I've or I've failed it's okay, I'm striving towards this goal. I'm striving towards this achievement. And then I've got it. Great. Celebrate it. Have fun. Move towards the next one. Because um, otherwise it just kind of becomes a depressing thing of like, well, I've not succeeded yet. So I've failed or you know, that whole thing. We're like, yeah, I've succeeded, but no, it's moved. Damn you. I still can't celebrate. <laughs> i moved it
0: on myself even. Exactly. Yeah. Like everyone else is telling you you've done well and you're like, Nope, no, nope, I haven't. I think there's there's a couple of things that, that come to mind and sort of, that I suppose, keep me sane throughout this process. And the first one is that, I forget where I read this a while ago, but it was, it was a quote along the lines of, if you don't find it within yourself to be satisfied with what you have right now, even if it's just for a day, then it's unlikely that you will ever have the ability to be satisfied with where you're at, no matter how much money you make, no matter how much fame you have, no matter what books you write whatever that is. And obviously that doesn't mean that you just have to, you know, sit around and be complacent for years while you're just like, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm just just happy doing this thing, which isn't like what actually my goals are. But if you can't find a way for, you know, just a couple of hours or when you sit back and reflect to be like, oh yeah, it's actually kind of cool that I have this fun hobby outside of my day job that is starting to make a little bit of money or that is providing me with some creative fulfillment. If you can't find a way to be happy in that mode, then it's not going to get any easier necessarily as you continue to upgrade your external world because hedonic adaptation is a real thing. And there's been a lot of studies about, you know, someone wins a million dollars in the lottery and three months later, their happiness levels, the exact same as before. And conversely, someone, you know, maybe loses a limb or something horrific like that, but three months later, their happiness levels, same as before. Um, So hedonic adaptation is a real bitch. And the way to kind of solve it, I think, is to, yeah, be reminding yourself to be grateful um, at at different points throughout your life. And another thing as well, which I find very useful, is to try to tie your sense of success to intrinsic things that you have full control over. And particularly for writers, I think it's very easy to get distracted by sales, by reviews. And these are things that that do matter in the scheme of things, if you do want to make a, a good living from your writing. But I think what's more useful to kind of tie yourself worth to is the craft. And with each book you're, you're undertaking, asking yourself, like, what am I going to be learning throughout this book? How am I going to be implementing a new writing technique? What am I going to be doing to make these characters feel more realistic? How am I going to make these worlds more interesting? How am I going to make it more suspenseful? And I found that for myself, and I'd be curious to get both of your takes because you've written so many more books than me, and presumably you found a way to hopefully keep it fresh each time. Um, that's something that I've definitely find found useful to kind of keep myself engaged is to just give myself a new internal challenge for each book, which I have full control over um, as opposed to setting an arbitrary sales figure, um, which you may or may not achieve and, and ultimately you don't have full control over it. And then the last thing as well, before I ask your, your thoughts on that is, I think there's different phases of your life as well. Um, and I think there are times when it's, probably okay to be motivated to try to chase that external success to try to chase the you know the trying to get to the point of your books are allowing you to earn full time as an author whatever that is and then eventually i think there's there's hopefully a phase where you shift towards a more internal way of being where you are able to just be more satisfied with where you're at in that present moment and you are able to be happy sort of on a you know, flat line rather than requiring a 45 degree continuous improvement slope um, in order to, to stay satisfied. But I think it's interesting and I'd love to hear your take on it for both of you is because I feel like where I'm at at the moment, I sort of need to be in that stage where it's okay to be sort of dissatisfied with where I'm at to motivate myself. But I feel like both of you are in the stage where you should focus more on trying to be satisfied with where you're at because you seem- I was waiting for this fucking
2: burn. This, this whole Jed's like, I'm just, <laughs> at the beginning of my career. I can go anywhere. And you guys are <laughs> <stay> in <the> <laughs> <twilight>. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> It's more like, it's more like I feel that, well, and this is what's curious, right? Is because maybe you feel like, I feel like I'm at a point where it's not useful for me to be content with where I'm at with my writing. I feel for you guys, it is useful for you to try to be content with where you're at with your writing, but- i'm sure you guys probably feel you guys probably look at a big authors you probably look at the abercrombies or the martins or whatever and you're like no 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 no! i should be discontent because i've still got a lot of work to go but these guys they should be content you know like george martin's stressing over his last books why, why should he be stressing about that he should be at a point where he's just trying to be content or whatever what, what do you um, think about that he's content by not writing them well like maybe he's achieved it he's a zen master <laughs> yeah, Contentment is death, right?
1: Uh, I think comfort is is a bad thing. Being, you know, pleased with where you're at uh, is a lack of, of drive. Um, I, I have no interest in being content. I, cool. I don't want that. That's not my goal at all and zero interest. I like mm-hmm. to be happy, um, but I don't yes. need con- to be happy. Um, well, that's need to can you unpack more, that for me? I need to achieve things and then mm-hmm. I need to set sort of more goals and keep moving. Um, backing up to something you sort of asked a question and then you kept talking. (laughs) Yes. We're talking about how you uh, asking about how you uh, sort of set new goals for new books, Um, you know, sort of keep that fresh and, you know, uh, change your goalposts in in a more uh, defined way, like with your books rather than setting like economic goalposts kind of thing, Uh, which got me thinking uh, part of what I do is um I write each book differently, not quite each book, but uh, I change my process constantly. Mm. I don't really have a way I write. Um, so like I, I keep sabotaging myself <laughs> by trying a new process and to see, you know, which which works better. Um, you know, I've got one now that works fairly well, but I still tend to run into blocks. You know, I still grind to a halt. Um, so it's, it's obviously, it's not like, the end thing and i have ideas i know how i'm going to write the next book not i have no idea what the book will be or what it will be about but i know the process that i have that i'm going to use and it's going to be something i've never done before um so i'm like super looking forward to that uh also i just don't want to be writing the book that i'm writing because the
0: book that you're writing is always boring but the book you're going to write next is super fucking exciting oh the next book will be a joy
2: the whole time through um I I I, just, I agree with uh, with what Fletcher said. With uh, you know, content is like stagnation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like I, I would love to be content with with my sales, but I would never love to be content with my writing, because yes, yeah, agree. I That's always crazy. want to strive to be better, to 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 get better, to improve. Mm. Um, so I think that that's, that's the thing for me. I'd, as I say, love to be content with my sales to the point where it's like, hey, I'm selling enough books that I don't have to, to, to you know, worry about the next paycheck or, you mm. know, I can just, hey, I want to buy a new bottle of whiskey. I'll just buy it. Mm. Uh, you know, that, that sort of contentment with, with sales, great, perfect. But I, I've never been big on the whole sort of like, I must make money sort of thing. But mm. yeah, for, for writing, definitely always striving to approve uh, to improve and i think if you're ever content with like hey my writing is absolutely fine blah blah, blah that's it well you're no longer improving are you
0: yes um, i think that's uh, an important distinction that we have probably been talking around is the idea of like i think when you start to tie your goal to the outcome of things or you tie your your self-worth to the outcome of things like that can be dangerous but when you tie your goal to the process of it And you're like, it's not so much a case of trying to experience inner peace at the expense of progress or not trying to experience progress at the expense of inner peace, but rather it's you experience peace through the progress of moving towards trying to write a better book, something that you have control over. And I think shifting yourself to being like, I'm going to enjoy this process and the process is where I'm spending the most of my time so that allows me to be content in the sense of I'm continuously trying to improve my writing like I think that's sort of what all of our approaches seem to come down to um, or at least where we would where we would like it to be do you guys think that's that's accurate That's oh, sorry I stopped listening <laughs> 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 already thinking about that next book he can't be content and peaceful in the moment it's him. Yeah. Um, weird. Like I like writing. I, I mm. love writing. I love yeah. the process. I love the shitty times,
1: even. Mm. Shitty. Like I like we were talking in between recordings recording there, uh, Jed and I. Uh, like I last week I hit a wall with the book I'm working on. Like ground me to a halt. Didn't know where to go next. Like just lost lost the plot. Lost the story. Lost the character motivations, which was the big problem, because I was like, what the fuck? Do they, why are they here? What do they want? And I couldn't. And I spent several days sitting in front of the computer, staring at it, hating it. Um, and then I just I fucked off. I went for walks, uh, ran errands, did all sorts of other shit for a week. Came back yesterday, sat down in front of the computer and was like, fuck yes, I know what's going on. And boom, bang, they like plotted the next five chapters for effortless effortlessly it just it fell out of me. I love that too. But yeah, to get that I have to smash into the wall and stare at my computer with nothing but loathing for 3 days first.
2: Yeah. It feels fantastic, doesn't it? It is normally like
0: feeling. That's thing. it. Yeah.
2: That's what it needs to yeah. be. <laughs> it's like either same like uh when I was writing um book 4 of the the War Eternal one recently it's like since the lover I was I got to the point where I was like it was getting harder and harder to keep going. And it, it it just felt like, you know, sort of wading through water that was getting just more and more like oil, you know, to the point where I was like, Argh! and it was uh, eventually I just sort of thought where I'm going with it isn't right. At some point I got off track and I went the down the wrong path and mm. it's just, this is not where I want it to be. And I ended up deleting like a third of what I had written, which was like 20,000 words. It was just like, this it, i figured out where it had gone wrong and i just went scrap that everything that's gone on after that point where it went wrong scrap that and then just start again from there and it was so good because it was just like the story just started flowing again and it felt so good
0: i think there's yeah those are the most satisfying times when you're like man maybe i should give up this writing thing this is so hard this book is a mess and then a couple of hours, a couple of days, maybe even a couple of weeks later, you get that breakthrough. And it's almost like those moments of challenge are you're, you're running with like an elastic band holding you back. And it's like getting really, really hard and you feel like you're just not making any progress, but then it just snaps back and sends you flinging into the air. And it's just, yeah, utter ecstasy when when you get those moments of overcoming challenges. And I think that's probably that's probably a good point is like, yeah, ultimately life is not about or at least in my opinion, it's not about just having comfort. It's about like finding challenges and interesting problems that you enjoy working towards and solving them is incredibly satisfying. And that's why, yeah, it's it's not a case, I suppose, of just trying to find contentment in a sense, but it's more about like what are the problems that you're willing to embrace. Um, and writing is good because there will always be problems <laughs> that you will have to face and it'll be very satisfying to overcome them.
2: Well, think of it like this way. Like, if if you were a character in a in a book and you were comfortable, mm. there wouldn't really be a story, would there? No, they would be deleted, like, like what Rob did for hey, his 20,000 words. His his fit's chilling in his in his home for <laughs> 200 pages. That's a bit of a dig, but tell you what, I, I, I love Robin Hobb's books, all of them. <laughs> um, but no, like, there isn't a story if the character is comfortable and not doing anything. There's yes. a story yeah. when the character has... A challenge to face up to, 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 you know, st- to strive for, a goal to, to strive towards hmm. and something to overcome. Um, so think of it as you're your characters in your character in one of your books. You need to have challenges, you need yeah. to have goals. Yeah. And just because you've hit one of those goals, hey, look, there's a bigger bad guy you still need to fight. <laughs> That's
0: it. That's it.
2: No, I totally agree. I think that's metaphors all over is the place there. I don't know. <laughs> hey, it works.
0: You're a writer. You can do whatever you want with metaphors, similes, with whatever, really synodokis. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce a word. Yeah. This is a cool topic, Mike. I'm glad you brought this up. Cause yeah, this is, this is useful. I think for writers at any stage of the journey to, to know first of all, that you're not going to just be satisfied once you have a published book or you finish a book or you are making a full-time living from it. And instead, finding out at an early stage in the process that you have to find another way to get satisfaction that does not come from external things. And that is most likely going to be from embracing the challenge of writing, trying to improve your craft, focusing on the intrinsic things that you control. Um, And I think the earlier that people get that into their heads, the better their life will be and the better their stories should be as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Rob, what's your, where are you setting the goalposts right now? What's your Mm. sort of... What's your next like something specific what do you what, what do you want next great question
2: um right now i want to finish the the book that i'm writing so i can start the book that i want to write <laughs> no, that's, that's that's not really what, what you're asking <laughs> yeah, but i can i totally relate yeah um i personally for me i want to i i want to figure out a way to uh to go deeper into into the character into characterization. it's like I'm, well, I'm very good at characterization, but I'm, there are things that I'm not so good at. And you know, I my prose maybe maybe not the best, and I'd love to improve that. Um, but there's also I tend to try and be very subtle with with uh, character thoughts and and emotion, and try to have it inferred rather than um, spelled out. Uh, but I don't necessarily think I am 100% successful with that. So I'd like to, that's that's sort of my goal at the moment, to try and learn how to be better at the sort of like the character character thoughts, the inner workings without going into monologues and stuff. Um, So it's very much uh, improving my craft at the moment. Um, Also selling more books. Give him your money guys, give him your money don't even ask for books just just flick it his way directly get rob's paypal just just yeah, flick it there matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter about just, yeah. throw it just throw it in there yeah um so i i have i definitely have writing goals that i'm trying to to reach to improve my craft um right. personally and part of that's because i've given up trying to figure out marketing yeah <laughs> <That makes sense. laughs> so Jed
0: where are you where are you at what's your sort of like yeah well I can tell you super specifically in the short term um my camera seems to be fritzing in and out but hopefully you'll be able to see this in a second uh so I have a whiteboard next to my desk um where I write various goals um and the main one is just to finish the siege of treblin. I don't know if it's showing uh where we go Geez, this Jesus camera is really not working that effectively it's, um, it's not
2: is it Okay, it's basically, a I will
0: just describe it for people using words um, because the visuals are not, not functioning very well today. But um, essentially, my short-term goals are to try to finish The Siege of Treblin, which is the interactive fiction game that I'm writing for Choice of Games. Um, ideally, I won that first draft. It was supposed to be done about 12 days ago. That was my self-appointed goal for it. Editorial deadline is not for another month, but I would like to get it finished by, I think, two weeks from now. Um, I think I I mentioned this to you off air, Mike, but it's uh, about 200,000 words long, uh, probably 220,000 words long. So it's the biggest thing I've ever written. It's been a real mammoth task, but it's also been super enjoyable for pretty much all of the process. Um, So yeah, I think my main short-term goal is to get that finished, get that out there. And then kind of medium-term goal is I would hope that it has... Earned back the royalty that they paid me for it um, in about six months or so. Um, hopefully to the point where it is starting to then generate, you know, passive royalties throughout most of next year. Um, and yeah, based on based on some of the calculations that I've seen from other authors who've written from them, um, it does seem like it should hopefully get to that point. So yeah, that's probably my, that's probably my major goal um, because I could very much see myself getting to the point where. If this game is successful, um, I could potentially quit the day job from it, and um, you know, write two of these a year, uh, and then kind of build up a bit of a um, reservoir of various choice of game stories. Um, geez, this camera is going so fast. <laughs> Hold on, let me switch this other one. It just keeps going. Your podcast listeners won't
2: get this, but
0: um, I will. I will change this so it's not working. USB so
2: is, is that your, uh, your your career goal at the moment is to move more towards sort of like gaming rather than like full books?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I like both. I think if I could 100% make money from the books, I would prefer that pathway. Um, but the gaming has been really fun as well and also has been the most lucrative um, out of any of the projects I've done so far. Um, so I could very much envision myself I, you know, kind of transitioning to a thing where I treat the game writing as my sort of day job in a sense, and it's still, it's still writing. So it's not really a day job at all. And then on the side is when I would write the prose books um, and then hopefully build the prose books up to the point where they are, you know, are able to replace the other thing if I want. Um, alternatively, you know, I am probably going to be publishing a novel or potentially two novels in between when the Siege of traveling releases, and if I do decide to write another one of these stories, uh, another one of these games in the future, um, and then depending on how that goes, you know, I might might go down that path, pathway. But yeah, the Siege of traveling stuff has been like it's been really good money. It's been really fun. I've really enjoyed the process. Um, it's been a lot slower than my normal writing, um, but I do think it will create something that has a lot of longevity to it. Um, just because from from like a, a business sense, uh, it's by a company that's been around for about 14 years, and they've only produced about 100 games on their app in that time. So, I'm already going to have like 1% of their market space uh, on their app, basically. Um, and yeah, based on on sales figures for some other games on there, feeling quite optimistic. Um, yeah, so look, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. This is all very dependent on how the CG of sells. It could be a bomb, and then in that case, I probably won't get invited back to write anymore. Games to them in the future, um, or ideally, it does quite well to the point where you know I could conceivably do this um, and then also have more time for writing. And then another random goal out there, um, just to throw another random one out, which I will—it's not so much random, but it's just it's a bit of a weird one—is uh, the Australian government runs artist grants where you can spend four months on an Antarctic research station um, and then produce a work of art about it. So. One of my potential things that I might try next year is to apply for that and to pitch them an interactive fiction game where you are on some sort of Antarctican base. Um, and it will be based off my experiences of
2: actually Okay, I hope this. we're still doing the podcast and you can do one from Antarctica. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> It'll
0: be the coldest podcast ever. Um, yeah, so.
1: The person least ready to sort of deal with the cold.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the man who has to wear eight layers of clothing in like zero degrees Celsius just to survive. Short weather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll come back from that with all of my fingers frostbitten off,
2: but it'll be worth it for the right, you can type with your nose. <laughs> or dictation, alternatively. Um, I mean, sure, if you want to wuss out. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, yeah, so that was very rambly, but that's that's sort of where I'm at at the moment Um, yeah i do i do feel excited about the prospect of of where the game will end up um just because that's been good fun and it does seem like there's a good market for it as well so yeah we'll see how that goes cool thanks awesome all right do we have any last thoughts before we wrap up
2: no we we, have covered it
0: cool um so as we close out this episode uh i mentioned this in our previous episode last week but i've started a new writing advice newsletter called uh, writing advice wednesday it's totally free essentially each edition takes less than two minutes to read and it just has three ideas from myself two quotes from other people and then one question for you to ponder um, for that week and you can sign up free by going to jedhern.com forward slash wednesday the link to that is in the show notes down below um, big thank you to our patrons as well, especially our high-tier patron, Daniel Henderson. Thank you, everybody, for listening or watching. Also, get Spirits of Vengeance if you haven't gotten it already. It came out six days ago. And, uh, yeah, has an amazing-looking cover with Felix Ortiz oh, artwork. Good, good smell, Rob says. Oh, yeah. Smells nice. good. That's the main reason why you should buy a book. Um, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening or watching, and we will see you next time. Bye, everybody.
2: See you.